of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are going to go over kind of our recap of UFC 279 that happened this weekend in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Um, some of it lived up to the hype. You know, they did a lot of scrambling to put the card together. Uh, last minute, right? We had some some card changes. I made some short videos to kind of give our picks and whatever on, on everything. But um, for the most part, the card turned out probably better than it would have. I think so. Yeah. I think that... Uh and we'll go over. I think the second fight was more competitive than it would have been, and I thought the title Absolutely. fight was more competitive than it would have been. Yep. Um, and I just thought it made for for great fights. So agreed. First one we'll talk about: Lee Jingliang versus Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, this one went all three rounds. It was a split decision uh, that went to uh, Rodriguez. Yep. Um, it should not have. I okay. I was going to ask about that. Feel I, felt like the scoring. I mean, it was a it was a close fight. Yeah, it was close, but not that close. Why like, did you like Lee? What did you? I just see? thought he. I thought he landed better. I thought he landed more. I thought he, you know, uh, he's tough, man. Um, so so not to take anything anything away from Dan Rodriguez. Looking at him, if you stereotype what he looks like, I was expecting wild overhands. You yeah. know, I was expecting yeah. a little bit of a brawler. He actually fought very straight punches, very technical fight. Um, he was impressive. He just didn't win the the fight, in my opinion. I thought I thought that Jean uh, Liang land, landed the better better strikes. So if you're going to look Did at it, outstrike him as well. He, no, I was going to say okay. if you're looking at it from volume, Rodriguez got 89 total strikes. 88 of them were deemed significant. Um, Lee had 78 and 78 for total insignificant. Okay. Lee did have a takedown, um, and Daniel Rodriguez did not. How much ground control? Uh, I don't know if. It, let me Does see it if that. that let me see if it shows. Let me look. It does not show that here. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see any. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I remember watching the fight. I, I thought it was uh, I thought he got robbed. I thought he won the fight. And then later on that night or the next morning, I was on the internet, and a lot of people also agreed. You know, that's what the comment sections were saying. And and uh, there's a lot of places I don't like to go comment section wise. But <laughs> but after you know after certain fights, I'll go to to certain posts to read. Every once in a while, there's some intelligent ones. Yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll go read those and just see what people thought and not. You know who who they're who they wanted to win, but like their actual intelligent responses to it. Um, this was a catch weight. I don't remember what did they fight at one. I mean, was it like one eighty or something 70, like that? Yeah, it was one eighty. I think one weighed in at seventy nine, and then Gene Liang, Gene Liang, I think weighed in heavier than he would have because he was fighting at one seventy. Okay, he was fighting Tony at one seventy. Yep, and uh, he. He would have uh, fought. He 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 just kind of found out the day before, so he didn't make that final cut. Um, I thought it was an entertaining fight. I liked it. I liked the fact, even though it was a split decision, even though it didn't maybe go the right way and go back. And I should have looked at the podcast, but we had a podcast where you speak 
pretty clearly about scoring yeah. and, and the importance of it. Um, but it was an entertaining fight. Three full rounds, lots of action. They were both busy. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good fight. It was, it was a good fight. It was, it was. And, and, the, and that was the one fight where the smaller guy uh, ended up winning the fight, right? He was the, yeah. he was the one that weighed in lighter, would have weighed in lighter. He was fighting it 10 pounds lighter than... Um, if, it, if it matters, uh, Vegas got it right. Rodriguez was the favorite on that one. So cool. All right. This fight did not last long. Moving into uh, Hamzat and Kevin Holland. You know, they, they, shared, they had beef twice beforehand. Uh, there was some, a war of words at the PI on Friday, I think. On Thursday, Thursday. and then Friday at the weigh-in. Um, they, they went after it. And I really liked your comments last time we met talking about how it showed that Dana didn't have a lot of control and well, that he didn't show control. How's that? Right. It showed that he didn't, he showed with what they created for this weekend that he didn't have control of his fighters by doing what he did. Now, if he couldn't, if he really couldn't have controlled those guys, then yeah, he doesn't have control. But I, I, I gave my, I gave my two cents on the the weekend. Um, I don't care who believes it or doesn't believe it. Who believes Dana doesn't believe Dana. When you go back, I believe it was Wednesday, not Thursday, that the first altercation happened at the PI. The second one happened on. Uh, Thursday, the day of the press conference. Hamzat got involved with somebody else in the PI earlier in the week, too. I feel like he had two altercations. I'm not sure about that. So, I just know that him and him and Holland had it on Wednesday, I believe. Thursday was the press conference that had to be canceled. Friday was the weigh-ins yeah. where you know they, they were whatever at the weigh-ins. But by that time, they already knew who, who everyone was fighting. Okay. So Thursday would have been yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the press conference deal yep. that had to get broken up. And, uh, you know, Nate says he punked him in the back. Hamza, I don't see him punking Hamzat. And uh, Hamzat said the same thing, that he punked them in the back. What is punked them in the back? What does that mean? Like in the back where, where the, all the altercation but, but, happened. Yeah. And then Dana goes on on. Oh, numerous guys were physical in the back. Numerous guys were physical in the back. Okay. He said Nate had 47 people with him. He said Hamzat had 30-something people with him. And so, where's the footage? Where's all the footage? Where's all the cameras that have all the footage of that scuffle? Because if there's that many guys, don't tell me there's not one jackass standing there with a camera filming. Nobody has cameras on him, I don't know. Right. So, so the the lead up with their altercation before that then their lead up with the, that their altercation there and then the fact that he missed weight stood on, stood on the scale he goes ha not bad and walked off the scale right. smiled said not bad and walked off the scale at 178.5 pounds which was one pound under what kevin holland weighed in at and all of a sudden there's your fight yeah and then nick and or nate and uh Tony make their weight and uh, there's a fight. So I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know whether they pulled off a miracle and that happened or whether they didn't, but there was a lot of things that 
that led me to believe before it happened, before it happened, I made a post or I made a video yep. and talked about the matchups that it was going to be. Yep. I first said Dustin Poirier made a post. Mike Brown made a post yeah. and said Dustin's on standby. We have a jet waiting right now. He's, he's 176. He can make 170 and the fight's on. Dustin then said that the UFC called him and he said yes. And the next thing you know, it's Tony and Nick. Dustin didn't get to fight. But in the video that I made, I said, if not Dustin, they're going to put Tony and Nate together. They're going to put Hamzat and Holland together. And they're going to put Rodriguez and, and Lee together. Yep. And bam, there's your card. That's exactly and, what happened. And I said beforehand, when I made that, I said, because of what happened on Wednesday and what happened on Thursday, you know, here's a perfect, here's a perfect storm for them to now have this, you know, card f come together that way. It was, were you surprised at, so getting into the fight itself, uh, submission two minutes and 13 seconds in the first round, um, at the two minute, 13 second mark, I guess is, is the way to say that. Um, so he's a punk for sure. Who? Hamza. Hamza? Yeah. We're, he's tough. He's obviously, he's a stud. He's awesome. You know, he's great, whatever. But he he definitely became the heel of the UFC this weekend. Yeah. You know, and doesn't mind. But in taking the fight, Kevin came out to touch gloves. And he, he put his hand out like he was going to touch gloves yeah, and then dropped shot. his hand and shot. You know, it is what it is. When I fought Joe Stevenson, uh, we, had, we had bad blood. He came out and was in a stance like this. And I thought he was like coming out in like the old Gracie stance. And I smacked his jab down and punched him in the face. And the whole crowd booed. As they booed, I realized, oh, oh man, crap. he must he have been trying to touch buzz. my glove. And I would have touched it. You know, I, I was, you know, I, 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 uh, I would have touched gloves, but I didn't think that that's what he was doing. Hamzat knew exactly what he was doing and, and took that shot and then uh, jumped around him. So he never gave him a chance. But the chance, you know, the chances before that happens, it's legal. It's not illegal. You got to be on on uh, protect yourself at all times. At all times. I, I mean, mean look like at that May Mayweather knockout. You know, you remember that one when uh, the, the guy looked to say something to the ref, and bang, bang, bang. When yeah. Mayweather knocked him out, yeah. and I was like, man, that was so dirty. <laughs> that was so dirty. But it was legal. Uh, the stats are irrelevant. Uh, one significant strike for um, Hamzat. Yeah. Two takedowns. Two submission attempts. He did end up getting him in a darce. Right. Dissect a darts for me. Tell me. For those who may not be familiar with it, what is it, and how does it differ from a guillotine? So more differs from a anaconda. The anaconda or darts are the exact opposite and look the same. They look similar. Uh, guillotine is from the front, you know, a front choke um, as the guy shoots in. A darts, so what he did, he circled behind and set up what is called a bravo choke. And a Bravo rolls the guy under from his knees from Turtle mm -hmm. and basically puts him on his back. And as soon as he did that, he punched his arm through, grabbed his bicep, locked up the choke. And then from that point, Kevin did a good job defending it, um, you know, three or four times. And then he finished the last one. But like I said, in the original, in the original podcast we did, uh, there are guys who are jujitsu black belts and there are guys who got their black belt by winning fights yeah. that, that has nothing to do with jiu-jitsu, right? Okay. And so, uh, you know, not to talk trash on Kevin Holland, he's one of those guys. You know, he's not going to go compete in a, in a 
who's number one or a fight to win against somebody and win, you know, that, that competes regularly. And that's fine. But uh, an anaconda goes from the head to the armpit and your hand is on the outside of the arm. Okay. A darst goes from the armpit to the head and it's finished that way. So it's just the exact opposite of, of an anaconda. Uh, again, the anaconda goes from the head where you would start a guillotine to the arm side, block the arm in, grab your arm, and basically roll to your side and walk your hips into them. A darst is going to go from the armpit side, come out by the head. You get your hands together, walk it up, get to your bicep, yeah. and then again you're going to dump them to their side and then punch your arm shoulder deep to get further in so you get your bicep. And then I like to walk them toward their back a little bit and so I can get my hips heavy on them. A lot of guys will roll to their side. Lucas rolls to his side a lot and walks into them. Uh, and, and, you know, it's Luke, Luke actually hits his uh, darts almost from an anaconda position. The, the way his hands are, he gets his hands so far through that it looks like an anaconda. And the night he won, I'm sorry, that it looks like a darts, he anaconded a guy, Matt Skibicki, like three fights ago. And Josh Thompson, uh, McCarthy, everyone was calling it uh, a darse. Mm -hmm. And it was an anaconda, but it was just the way his hands finished. Did you learn anything about Hamzat's ability to fight in this, in this match? Yeah, I, I learned, and I've talked to multiple people about this that aren't swinging from the Diaz bros. He'd have done the same thing to Nate. I, gare, I would bet my house that he submits Nate. He taps Nate. Yeah, I... Well, Nate's a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. Nate's got, you know, a hand a handful of submissions. Um, a lot of Nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's got nine. And uh, I, I guarantee you that that guy ragdolls him. And that's, you know, when the fight's over, Nate retires from the UFC for a while and starts talking more trash on Hamza, it's because he doesn't have to fight him. Yeah. You know, that guy, he, afterwards, he's like, scared, newbie, whatever. Like, they asked him what he thought of his fight in the press conference, and he talked trash on him he would ragdoll him without getting punched. Yeah. I I was shocked at, at, at the pace of Hamzat. Um, I mean, he was just, yeah, he was moving so quickly. And I, it makes me wonder Kevin Holland was just like, wait, what, what just happened? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you know, 30 seconds into the fight, Hamzat's on his back and, yeah. and Kevin's looking around going, what just happened? Yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, he didn't waste time. Nope. Uh, got right to it. You know, it was, I think it was cheesy the way he got in. It. it was dirty, but he did it. It was legal, and and you got to be able to respond from that. Kevin had a couple of nice Grambies to get out of there, like real nice Grambies to yep. get out of there, yep. and got out for a second, and then he'd be right back on it and right back on it. You know, he was relentless. Hamza's for real. Well, I mean, I mean, we knew we, he was. Yeah, we knew he was for real once he 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 beat Gilbert Burns, right? Like, yeah. and he went to war with Gilbert, and that's when we got to find out what he was really all about. You know, he didn't he he didn't. Uh, he didn't just run him over. You know, it was a great fight. He got beat up a lot. He got hit, you know, and got to see what he was all about. Gilbert Burns is phenomenal. I don't, I don't want to not or to take any, anything away from that, but it almost feels like maybe we learned something about Gilbert Burns after this fight, seeing what Hamzad is doing. Absolutely. And how far, you know, Absolutely. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, we, we, we saw him fight uh, – Kamaru Usman as well. You know, he yeah. ended up getting knocked out, but it was a good fight up to that point. We knew Gilbert Burns was good, but watching it now and putting it in context, yeah. I think it also elevates Gilbert Burns in yeah, people's I agree. eyes and, I agree. and his ability to stand in war with somebody who's who's pretty phenomenal. Yep. So, 
Right, so Hamzat's got to be. I mean, when you start looking at at challenging for, for oh, the, I mean, I mean, I think Usman's looking for two two oh five. Yeah, right, right. Before, I, I the new rankings haven't come out yet. So at the time that we're recording this, Hamzat's three, Covington's number two, Usman's number one, Leon Edwards, of course, is the champ right now. Um, do you I would love to see him fight either of those guys just because I want to see what his wrestling stacks up against those, you know, I, what it stacks up against Colby's college-level wrestling and, and uh, Usman's college-level wrestling. I don't know on paper what Hamza's done wrestling-wise. They say he wrestled freestyle since he's five years old or whatever, four years old. But I don't know what he's done, you know, against who to, to see what it's, what it, how it compares I think I heard something, and, and correct me if, if you said it. Did it have to do with the Olympics? What's that? Did it have to do with the Olympics? No. Oh. About um, Hamzat trying to get Covington, and Covington said no? Yeah, I'm sure he does that, did. Well, does a lot of people familiar? don't think he earned his way to the, to where he's at, you yeah. know, because he didn't have a lot of fights to get to where he's at, but he then fought the number four, which was Gilbert, right? He was number four at the time. I, Gilbert three. was three. Okay, and, and, and beat him. You know, so once that happens, what are you going to do? I, the only reason you would say that now is because, you know, you don't want to fight him. Yeah, and I could be wrong on that. I felt like I saw something that, that Colby didn't want Hamza, but I, I, I could be misquoting that. But, I mean, it seems like that's that's the next fight. Colby's got to do something to stay up there. Yeah. And, boy, Hamza and Covington. That would be a good one. That would be, that would be, that a, would good be fight. a pretty awesome fight. Well, that, that takes us then to the final fight of the night of uh, Nate and Tony. Uh, Nate won performan- a performance of the night check on this. There were actually three of them on the main card that were issued. Um, and Nate got Nate got one of them against Tony. Impressions on the fight? What you see? So... Tony's so weird, man. He fights so weird. Like, he was throwing, giving up his back by missing elbows, throwing wild elbows and giving up his back. He was looked like he was falling over, you know, half the time. It was just very – you saw two guys that were 10 years past their prime fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good fight for the fans. But anybody that stands there and be like, man, that was a technical whatever fight, <laughs> you know – they're just they're fanboying like whether they're and I've never been a fan of Nate so I'm gonna to be honest I've never been a fan of either of them but Tony Ferguson deserved a title shot long ago he went on a run that was like nobody else would have would have not gotten a title fight at that point in time and he didn't get it for whatever reason and then he him and Khabib had their five fights fall out but uh Tony's a stud you know or, or was he's he's definitely not anymore and, and he's on a five-fight skid now, and he's got the worst CTE you can imagine. He's standing in the cage after his fifth loss in a row saying, I'm back, I'm back, I feel, I'm back. And I'm like, bro, are you That's kidding exactly me? That's exactly what we were talking about. Like, what were... are you talking about? You're back. Yeah. You're back on your fifth loss in a row. Like, stop it. Yes, you've fought great guys. Yes, you're losing to great guys, but you're not great anymore, and you're going to continue to lose to great guys unless you want to jump further back in the roster and start fighting some guys but then you're going to run into young guys that have a lot of gas and they're ready to go so i don't know man i I just think i was hoping to god that both of them or at least one of them would have sense to give a retirement speech when they when the fight was over and nate 
went to went on to talk about f taking over the another sport, which is going to be boxing. So number one, he's talking about Jake Paul. If he beats Jake Paul, that's not taking over boxing. How number two, I do not see him beating Jake Paul. Jake As Paul many people out. that love Nate Diaz, Jake Paul knocks him out in three or four rounds. I guarantee it. Doesn't eight Jake Paul outweigh him by like 40 pounds? No, Jake weighs it at 179, maybe 189, but 179. Oh, I, thought I, he was, I thought he was in the twos, but okay. Nope. okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jake's got Anderson coming up, and the, yeah. weight, the, the, the weight is 89. Okay. Um, and, and so we'll see what happens with that fight. He's got to get past Anderson. He possibly could get past Anderson, but I, Anderson's got a much better chance of beating him than all the other guys that fought him. I'm not a Jake Paul fan, but the guy can box. Yeah. He trades his butt off every day. He, he he's got good coaches. He works his butt off, and he hits hard. Like He hits hard. Did you see what he did to, to Tyron Woodley, Woodley and to, to Ben Askren? Yeah. Like, they got slept like nobody in MMA has ever slept either of them, well, besides Masvidal's knee. Yeah. Masvidal's knee, but, but he hits hard, and he can box. Yeah, the uh, the Woodley one. There's a lot of people talking about that. Where it might have looked like Woodley dropped his hand just as that was coming in, and I don't know if bro, it I, had to be millions of dollars to let somebody hit me as hard as that dude hit. Yeah, Tyron Woodley because Tyron still got a headache from that. <laughs> like that was a hard yeah. punch, you know. So I don't know what the BS is between all that or not, but I believe firmly that Jake Paul beats up. Nate Diaz if they fight in boxing. Where where are you getting wind that that reference was to Jake Paul? Is that they've been talking? They've been talking back and forth. Okay, trying to fight each other, and and he's been begging the UFC to let him out of his contract to so go fight Jake go. Paul. And so now because they waited, Jake Paul's now fighting Anderson. I bet Anderson. I bet Jake Paul's wishing that he waited a little longer and got Nate. Yeah. So uh, he probably would have rather gone Nate than Anderson. Oh, of course, I of mean, course. That's that, definitely the step, the 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 stepping, you know, the way it should go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so again, man, I'm I'm not hating on them. I'm just a realist. Like I'm watching the fight, not like oh my god, it's Nate. Oh my god, it's Tony. I'm watching the fight yeah. as a person that knows how to fight, yeah. that knows what a, a good punches look like, that knows what you know. Like, I've got purple belts that could have choked out Tony on that shot, right? Like Nate didn't do anything special. He literally fell down, missed the guillotine, sat up, grabbed it again because Tony didn't defend it and wrapped his elbow over and finished a, a, a nice high guillotine. And it wasn't, there was nothing special. Like he, Tony didn't move. His head hit the ground. He stayed right there. When he started to come up, Nate readjusted and sat down and finished a guillotine. Tony didn't try to jump. He didn't try to roll. He didn't try to do anything. You know, he was, he was beat up, tired. Was the tap appropriate and time-wise? Do you think that he... Oh, I'm sure he was choking. Okay. I'm sure he was choking. Uh, he just didn't do anything to defend it. Yeah. Like, he didn't do anything. Like, you, you can't say, man, that was a great guillotine by Nate because Tony didn't do anything with his hands to get out. He didn't roll. He didn't do it. Like, you typically would roll right away, and he didn't roll. And that's the first sign of you know a guillotine's tight mm. when the guy gives up position to get out, yep. and he didn't. <clears throat> the funny thing was, I don't know if you saw any of the screenshots, but Nick and Nate are from Stockton, yeah. 209 area code. He guillotined him at 209, and everyone freeze frame and circled that. <laughs> was like, did he really just guillotine him at 209 and get up and walk out of the, the UFC? That is, that so, is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, they both have done a lot for the sport. They both fought a lot of guys. You know, they both beat a lot of guys, but they both lost a lot of guys. Me and Nate, 
the night of the fight had the exact same record. We were 21 and 12. And, and uh, 21 and 13, I think. And we had the exact same record. He's fought some guys, obviously, that were great. You know, at the time, I fought some great guys. I fought Militich, who was a five-time champion. I fought him three times. Sure. Right? So there's two of my losses right off the bat. Um, you know, I fought uh, a, a lot of really good guys. You know, Gomi. You know, and, and there, so his record is – and I don't have a great record. You know, I got a, I, I got a tough record. I've got the, the best part about my record is I have, I have 21 wins, 19 by sub, 18 in the first round, right? So that's my claim to, like, I, I had a crazy sub record, you know, and, and that's great. But I had a lot of losses. Sure. And so did he. You know, the, the thing that everyone loves about him, number one, he smokes weed. Number two, he'll fight anybody anytime, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he, you know, they make a spectacle of things. They get in fights in the cage afterwards. They get in a fight in the hospital afterwards. You know, they've, they've done some things that the regular people in the street, the fans, love it. You, you talked about Tony's five-loss skid. Yeah. And it's Nate Diaz, Michael Chandler, Darius, Oliveira, and Gaethje. Studs. Again, all, yeah. All, all of them are studs. But who's he gonna fight? That's that's what I was just gonna ask. Is at this point right now, why would? I mean, so yeah. what they're gonna have to do is what they did to Donald Cerrone. They started giving Cerrone guys that were young. Yeah, those guys kept kicking his ass too. Yeah, well, it's funny. I love Donald Cerrone. One of my favorite all-time fighters. You know who uh, Ferguson's last win was against? Was it was it Cerrone? Cerrone. Yeah. So so nineteen three yeah, years ago. But they started giving him guys that he had a chance. But even then, he didn't really have a chance. You know, he was fighting guys that were young up-and-comers, and they were hungry, and, and they beat him. And then he started taking the, the uh, novelty fights, you know, the, against Connor and, and, you know, trying to get the money. Yep. And which is cool. He earned it. He deserved it. Yep. Um, multiple tons of bonuses and whatever. But I don't know who Tony fights because Chandler wasn't – like Chandler just came over from Bellator, right? Had, he was he – was, one and two in the UFC when he knocked out Tony. Okay, one and two. And so that's the guy that Tony got knocked out by, who's, you know, ranked in the UFC. I don't know what the top five look like, six look like, but saying I'm back and he wants to make a title run, like, bro, you can't make a top 10 run. Top five. So remember the, uh, the title's vacant right now. Yeah, for a minute. For a minute. So your top five are Oliveira, Poirier, Gaethje, Makachev, and Chandler. With Darius right next to it, Fiziviv, after that, and then RDA. So that's, that's what your top eight look like right now. Yeah. And I don't know that he's he fights. He's not beating anybody. No. He's not beating anybody there. Nope. So well, he's, he's, I know they would never cut him, right? They're never going to cut him. He, he's, you know, done too much for the sport he's won you know whatever they're never gonna cut him so it's not like he's gonna go somewhere else and fight but again who are they gonna who are they gonna give him well say they give him somebody he can beat and he beats him then who are you gonna fight so you mentioned that uh with cowboy once things started kind of declining for him they gave him some of those novelty fights tony's ranked 11 connor's ranked 12 now connor connor beats his ass I'm positive. Yeah. I'm positive that he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my, 
I don't know. To be honest, dude, I don't know if Connor can fight one round now. He's so giant. You know, he's. I also heard a rumor that he's not in the Usada pool right now. That's not surprising. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised? He yeah. just went from whatever weight he was to this fat-faced, you know, giant that uh, he didn't have cardio when he was at 145 or 155. How is he going to have cardio what he looks like now? So I don't know that he, if he's able to fight uh, a handful of rounds, I say he beats Tony up real bad. But uh, I, don't know, I don't know what that's all about. Plus, I don't know if there's money in that for Connor anyway, to be honest. Yeah. Um, total strikes. Um, Nate had 101. Tony only had 80. Tony's spinning back fists. I mean, you mentioned that a number of times. And then I also I made note of um, Nate just just disengaging walking away from him leaning up yeah. against the fence so they do that for first of all that's the first time i really seen nate tired you know he was tired and and everyone's like no he was he was tired um and so that was weird but he was disengaging leaning over the fence talking to the crowd you know nate nick i don't know if you ever saw nick fight anderson silva Nick laid down in the middle yes. of the octagon, put yes. his hand right here. And there's memes that say, yeah. if you've ever thought you were high, no one's ever been as high as Nate, Nick Diaz was <laughs> when he fought Anderson Silva <laughs> because of when he did that. And it, it's hilarious. But, but they do that stuff, you know what I mean? And so his disengaging, he hates to chase people. You know, both of them do, and they make fun of him for running out. But, like, who's going to stand against the fence and just let someone go? to? Of course yeah. you're going to circle, circle out. out. If Absolutely. you walk them down, of course they're going to circle out. So they make fun of him and laugh and point at him when they land a good punch. Like, it's all theatrics. You know, they're wasting energy. They're wasting whatever. Like, he, he, he hurt. Uh, who's the champ? Oliveira? No. Uh, at 70. Oh, 70 uh, Usman? No, no, just beat him. Hold on. <laughs> oh, uh, Leon Edwards. He hurt Leon Edwards in the third round, and he pointed at him and kept laughing and pointing at him. Bro, he was, he was barely standing. He was hurt. He had a chance to beat that guy Yeah. and pointed at him and laughed and didn't beat that guy. It is what it is. Like, I just, I've never been a fan. I've never been a fan, and, and uh, I'm not a hater. I know they're, they're good, but I'm just not a fan of – uh, it's like BJ Penn, you know. BJ Penn had the potential to be one of the greatest guys. His fans think that he still is the greatest guy. I'm just a realist. I'm watching the guy. I know he's very good, but he also has a gazillion losses, you know. So the, there's just nothing. Once you get to that point when you're doing that, there's nothing special anymore. Next two UFCs that are coming up are going to be lights bangers. out. Yes, bangers. Um, I am so, so stoked for those. Um, UFC 280 is going to be great. I believe that's, uh, that's Oliveira and Makachev, I yeah. believe. Um, and then UFC 281, I don't remember who the title fight is on that one. Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, Adesanya and Pereira. Oh, yeah. Which I just, uh, those are just. I'm so interested be. to see how he fights him. I'm so interested to see how he fights him. Does he put his entire legacy on the line? Because it'll come to an end that night. That's all they'll yeah. talk about forever after that because yeah. of the buildup from this guy. Because he'll be 0-3 against him. Right. And, and he'll have come in with six fights and knocked him out and been the champ. So does he fight him smart? Or does he fight him like he's fought everybody else, which is smart but not against him? So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Lots coming up, man. Yep. We are, uh, me and Luke are headed to Glory this weekend. We'll be okay. gone for a couple weeks. Cool. Um, I'll we see if I can get any 
we, any any phone interviews with guys. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can post them. And we do have a couple questions that we'll get to next time. Okay. Cool. Um, so we still have a few others. If you have other questions you want to send, either follow up questions to what was said here, awesome, or you know anything else. Um, we'll yeah, we'll guys, continue please send those questions. They end up being uh, a pretty cool part of the podcast, and a lot of a lot of cool stories get told that way. So, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. It's all over, just like that.